afternoon or wherever you are. Uh, we are in uh, Israel, so it's pretty windy out there. It's uh, early morning. And I think right now we wake up at uh, 3.30 a.m. We went to sleep for a few hours. The storm is continuing to be serious, but uh, we have the merit to be in uh, Israel. And that's why I said I'm going to broadcast uh, for everybody to get an opportunity of uh, understanding the parasha, understanding really what it's all about, specifically that uh, we travel in the portion of Shemot. Well, the portion of Shemot, spiritually, mystically, uh, has to do with uh, the idea of uh, Galut, you know, the whole idea of exile. Uh, the whole idea of uh, getting out from your uh, potential and uh, try try to reach out to your potential because out of your potential, meaning when you not reach even the beginning of your potential, that's galut, that's exile. So we would like for this parasha to understand that as we're getting into the Shovavim, we know that the next uh, eight weeks we will call the Shovavim. Shavavim is the time that you correct uh, everything that you did wrong, uh, specifically for men, in the area of the Brit, in the area of the circumcision, in the area of sexuality. Now, what can you do wrong there? I mean, what a lot of things can go wrong. Because for the man, the body itself is the, the influence. It's called the Erampin, it's the one that gives. And when you give with no vessel, then the impure, fake, illusionary vessel steal that light from you. So you cannot just uh, uh, wasting uh, your energy, whatever it's worth, is like speaking to somebody who cannot understand you, or, uh, or like making love and there is actually nobody there. <laughs> so the Zohar talk a lot about it, and the old parasha, the old portion, is about that the Israelites are basically going to Egypt. They are now Stangalut, Yosef, the brothers, everybody died. All the generation before are gone. And now uh, uh, Moses is born into Egypt. And we know that Moses born into Egypt is a similarity of what's going to happen with the Messiah. So what happened with the Messiah? Uh, we are in exile now. We are in a time which is... Uh, People don't see the connection between the dot. They cannot see that there is a cause and effect. That's called the time of exile. It's a very, very difficult time. You know, very difficult time. And uh, whatever it is health-wise or money-wise, uh, it's not an easy time. It's time of exile. So we're all looking for solution. We're all looking for the redeemer. We're all looking for somebody to come and um, basically help us. At that time in Egypt was Moses. The Israelites fell into slavery. Slavery meaning they were slaves to their body, they were slaves to uh, consciousness, they were slaves to the concept of being a slave. Because sometimes when you are a slave, when you choose to be a slave, it's comfortable. You're not responsible for, for nothing happening to you. So it seemed like a justification for why things work, you know, not working, well, not working for you. And for that reason, you know, a person has to 
really realize it's not just to take responsibility is the solution. Sometimes you have to point the finger and blame. So that will wake you up to leave the place where you're in. Let's say if you are, uh, if you're in a wrong relationship and you just, uh, somebody tell you don't become a victim. Also the leader in Venezuela tell his people don't become victim. Is that mean that's the right message? No, it's not. It's not always the right message. As a spiritual person, sometimes you have to go to a time when you are blaming, but don't stay there for too long. That's, that's the point of spirituality. It's not don't blame at all, because how would you know it's wrong? You might stay there forever and you think it's right because you never blame, because you were, you, you were told not to blame. But can you imagine that Moses say to the Israelite, hey, you are a slave in Egypt and you meant to stay there and don't be a victim. Don't be a victim. But they abusing you. They take from you. They, they're hurting you. Yeah. Don't be a victim. It's not the only message. It's part of the message. And to go to the old message, you have first to blame the thing so you can get out. After you blame so you can get out, then take responsibility for your choices. But it doesn't mean that while you are in, you should hate yourself for blaming the person who's abusing you. The person misbehaves. You blame them. You point the fingers. Excuse me. This is bad. You stealing money. You abuse my body or you abuse my soul. This is wrong. And after you are blaming, after you get out, you can't blame them anymore. This you cannot do. That's called victim mentality. It's because I heard somebody yesterday uh, who think that victim mentality, meaning all your life, you should never blame nothing and nobody. No, I mean, blame, it's important. Otherwise, you would never know what, what is it you're doing wrong. All right. So we go into this big Pasha. If we read the, the Pasha, it seemed like, you know, like one of those movies that slaves, etc., etc. Basically, it's a Vayaka Melech Hadash. It was a new king. It was the same king, but Svatemet uh, said that he be mitchadesh. One of the things to be a spiritual person is to be mitchadesh, to renew yourself. You gotta renew yourself all the time. For that reason, the first Jewish mitzvah, as Shemishmur said in many places, Svatemet said, the Zohar said, uh, one of the uh, most important mitzvah, the Jewish law, is Rosh Chodesh, celebrating of Rosh Chodesh. Why is it so important to celebrate Rosh Chodesh? Because it's the beginning of the month, but the word Chodesh means new. So you're supposed to renew yourself. You have to renew your spirituality. You cannot stay the same. And uh, I mean, Israel, one of the most beautiful things about Israel, they will never let you stay the same. So they will push you to get better and better and better. You know, there is good and bad in everything. That's mean this country will not be so comfortable. Mistake will happen. This will happen. And you will feel like upset. It's almost like I'm sitting in a cab yesterday. We arrived from the airport. It's windy, raining outside. And the gate where we staying supposed to open. And uh, so well, we asked the driver, please, if you can, we hire a driver. You know, you pay money if you can open the gate. So no, he opened the doors of Yugo. So I looked at him in his eyes and said, you know, everybody get paid to do whatever they need to do. And if you don't like your job, tell Avi. I mean, I get paid to do things that I need to do. Other people get paid to do things that they will do. There is an uncomfortable part about our job and there is a fun part. Not always is fun. 
So basically, I mean, the driver gave me a chance to get out and I chose not to, you know? So is it comfortable or not comfortable to say to him, no, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's not fun that they look at you and judge you from the rear view mirror. He looked at you like this, he gave me the look and I gave him the look back and we both look at each other and then we're okay. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say, it's not super comfortable, of course, here in the Middle East, but it's real. In LA, it's super comfortable, but it's not real. What's better? Uh, why can't it be comfortable and real at the same time? That's what I always say to myself, you know? But of course, I mean, Los Angeles is the most comfortable place in the world, I think. I mean, I, I, I wasn't in the whole part of the world for what I'm feeling personally. Anyway, the Pasha continue. The Israelites are slave. God is revealing uh, to Moses. He was chosen to be the leader, the leaders out of Egypt. And of course, it's a difficult task. The reason it's a difficult task because Moses doesn't believe in himself and the people also don't believe in him yet. Because don't forget, Moses was not one of the people in the hood. He was living in the house of the king as the grandson of Pharaoh, even he was adopted by Batia, who saved him from the Nile. So we are talking about the person who's not experiencing the same slavery that the Jewish or the Israelite experience in Egypt. So for that reason, you know, we are talking about like the people are not totally going to listen to him, even though that the commentary said that uh, Moses came out of himself. But he said, read it to you, say like that. It's a beautiful section. It say, Vayal Vesivlotam. I want to read exactly the first. This, this parasha has so many beautiful, beautiful secrets. Yeah. And the name Moses was given to him by Batya, by the woman who adopted him, the daughter of Pharaoh. Here it says, In those days, Vaidal Moshe, Moshe, it become uh, big or great. Vayetze el echab. That's what it says. Vayetze el echab. So, what does that mean? Vayetze el echab. He get out of himself to see his brother. Vayar besivlotam. And then he could see his soul. But what does it mean? Vayetze el echab. And again, I didn't see it in any other commentary, so... You don't have to trust me on that because I, I don't have something to back me up. But that's my commentary on the section. Meaning he get out of himself to feel his brother because it's very difficult when you're rich to feel somebody who's poor. It's very difficult for you when you're beautiful to feel somebody who's ugly and have a hard time to find somebody. When I say ugly, I mean ugly is not just physically. Ugly is the feeling. Is the, I feel ugly. I feel not, not, not desirable by anybody. So it's very difficult to feel a pain of another person if you never went to that pain. So by itself, to my opinion, again, to my poor opinion, like I'm not allowed to share my opinion, but I'm sharing it anyway, because I think it's important for us as a message. Get out of where you are to what you call brother, and then you go by Rashi, and then you can feel the soul. You can feel the soul of your brother. And then he'd say he saw an Egyptian man 
beating up a Jewish man as a slave. And he turned around and he killed the Egyptians. Moses was a killer. Was that killing was by mistake or purposely? That's a whole common commentary thing. I'm not going to go into the whole story. I just want to show you the beginning of a spiritual path is to feel pain of people that are not in your level. You gotta feel that pain. If you happen to be successful, 2021, and there's people who didn't. <clears throat> if you happen to be healthy, there's people who didn't. You know, it's like one of the strong reason I'm here. I'm trying to come here every year, but I couldn't come because of the COVID. One of the reasons I'm here is my mom <clears throat> may Hashem send her health, you know, Fortuna but Julia, that's her name, and may, may God uh, save her and give her health and long life, you know. Uh, it's the reason to visit my mom. It's one of the mitzvot, one of the precepts. It doesn't matter what's going on in your work. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You have to get, you have to get, I'm going out to my brother. I'm going out to my brother to feel their pain. This is one of the most important things. Like you have to start looking for people that you feel their pain. That, that's that. And then you become happy. Now, if you feel pain of other people, you get depressed. That's when you're busy with yourself. And of course, some people are suffering from depression. You got to take the pills or see a therapist or see a rabbi or see somebody. Help yourself. Because depression is not considered feeling the pain of others. Depression meaning that I'm suffering from a disease from another lifetime, that I feel my own pain, I'm selfish. I'm selfish from another lifetime. That's how I was born this lifetime, to feel only my pain. That's depression. So you gotta correct last lifetime. How do you correct last lifetime? By taking care of it. Either medically, either therapy, either with a rabbi, or either just say, remind yourself, hey, listen, the reason I was born with sadness and depression is because I'm busy with myself all last lifetime. This lifetime, I have to change. I have to start thinking about people that are not in my league. They want to way below me and not give them. Feel the pain. It doesn't say, Go out to your brother. Anyway. <clears throat> so, Shemot. Shemot means names, by the way. Shemot doesn't mean Exodus. So, I'm reading from Svat Demet and I will do the best I can because this is all on the spot. I just opened books and I said, you know, I'm awake. So why not to teach some Torah? I think it's important. They say, what, what happened? Why, why are we going to exile? Who died that caused us to go to exile? Tell us this Fatimet. It was a, a new king. A new king. The Midrash has a question. How can you say Vayakam Melech Hadash? It was a new king. Because new, the word new cannot belong into where you're selfish. When a person is selfish or depressed or busy with himself, there is no renewal of that behavior. It chachut. It chachut meaning new. Like Rosh Chodesh, like Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the new year. How you make the year feel like new. Rosh Chodesh is how to make the year, the month feel like new. And Shabbat, is how you make the weak feel like new. <clears throat> and we know that that Itchachut uh, is only for the Israelite. So what happened? Is the, the problem of Israel starting in the exile 
when they didn't respect circumcision. I remember only maybe one time in my entire life that is my job as a rabbi, as a teacher. I had a family that refused to do circumcision. It was in the valley in LA, you know, and I was so just shocked to hear that and worry that I'm hearing that because it said that before the Messiah will come, people will stop uh, doing circumcision. And in Egypt, if you think about it, uh, after Yosef died, those of you know Kabbalah a little bit, Yosef is corresponding to Sfirah of Yesod, of the Sfirah of Yesod. So when he is gone, when the Yesod is gone, then unfortunately the Galut, the exile begin. Shemisham Bait Chachu. Because Misham Dabuk Pepimiut, whoever deal with the internal meaning of everything, then that individual never connect to the external of the thing. Now, what does that mean? Whoever connect to the internal is not connecting to the external. I give you an example. If there is a certain water you like to drink, a certain wine you like to drink, a certain champagne you like to drink, there's the bottle and there is the internal. If you have a very expensive bottle of scotch or cognac, okay, thousands of dollars, you need the bottle to hold it. But doesn't matter how beautiful the bottle is, you're still busy with the cognac inside. If the cognac is good, it's not good. The bottle can be unbelievable, but it doesn't mean that, that just by, by drinking from fancy bottle, the internal is good. So we're always busy with the internal. That's that's what means being spiritual. So you say, So that's why you have renewal all the time. If you connect to the external, the beauty of people on the external, the money on the external, the house on the external, the car on the external, it's okay. But that die. That's what the body die. The soul never die. So when a person is connecting to the external, there is no renewal of anything. But when a person connects to the internal, there is always something new. And for that reason, Yosef Atzadik, what did it say about him, about Joseph? The Unar. They always call him Nar. Nar means young, young boy. Why? Because Yosef is always the it hatshut, the renewal. But why? We know, as I said in the beginning, we start with Shovavim. And in Shovavim, this is the whole idea of the Shovavim has to do with watching yourself sexually. That's all Shovavim. This is the whole time. So what what is this to do with what we just read externally and internal? Because when a person dealing with the external, the person is removing himself from the internal meaning of the creator. And unfortunately, or fortunately, sex is one of those things that you look at the external. You don't look at the internal, you don't look at a connection. Many men look at the women and say, I have connection to you. Or the, the women to men, I have connection to you. Connection means you have connection to my external. 
connection is not need to be announced that I have connection. It's it feel. It feels something internal. Not always we write. Sometimes we think it's internal, but it's not. So how do you know? You know by your happiness. Why? Mission. מישהו, כן, אין לו שום מצב שיודע שכל ההסתר הוא רק מבחוץ, אבל הפנימיות מאשר מדבר כבר הכל טוב. Somebody who sees good in everything, that means they see the internal, they don't see the external. If the person only sees external, it's never good enough. The house is not big, the window is not beautiful, the car is not red enough, it's kind of bono, you know, always have something. Same like sexuality. They're called the tov. So how do you get there? The person has to have faith or certainty in his heart. What does that mean, emuna? What does that mean, faith? What does that mean, certainty? To be connected to the Creator the whole time. So that's why I'm telling you, says Fatimah, that when you go into a rough time, Raise your level of belief. Raise your level of faith. Raise your level of certainty. And for that reason, when Moses came to save the Israelites from slavery, he said to God, li. He said to God, you send me as the Redeemer. What is the Redeemer? You want to see the Mashiach uh, tonight. Okay? We all want to see the Mashiach tonight. We have a deal. We all want to see the Mashiach tonight. I want to call you from Israel, from Israel, tell you guys, the tikkun is over. What's needed? Emuna. Emuna. Certainty. Only emuna. So that's mean that the Moses of every generation is here. What revealed Moses? Emuna. Faith. Certainty. Mepchinat emuna. Israel. And this, as a spiritual person, as an Israelite, you always have in your heart. It's with you. You're born with it. Every problem you're going to every day come with a gift of emuna. God gave it to you. So every time you have soul, let's say you're suffering from depression or you're suffering from anxiety or you're suffering from panic or you're suffering from fear or you're suffering from anger. We all, you know, the regular menu. <laughs> Market price menu, you know. Yeah, that within the problem, actually, there is emuna. Every problem comes with emuna. What is the problem? What is the problem itself? The problem itself is the delay of the Messiah. What is the emuna? Coming of the Messiah. So what is the coming of the Messiah? What is it exactly? Coming of the Messiah, very simple. Meant that you have enough belief. You have enough belief in you that good things that happen while I'm going through the soul. You know, there is a rabbi that resurrected the whole Sephardic movement in Eretz Israel, in Israel. His name is Chacham of Adi Yosef. And he liked to tell a story about believing, about faith. And the story that he say is like that. One time, a rabbi that didn't have any money, could not make a living, was invited uh, to give lecture. And that place where you need to give a lecture, they, they don't believe in uh, Judaism 
or Kabbalah or spirituality. But, uh, you know, they, it's kind of an open-minded church. So the rabbi cannot speak in the church. That's not his style. I mean, he's a rabbi, he's, he's a Kabbalist, he's, he's, but he doesn't have a way to make a living. He tried. Two years, he ran out of everything. What are you going to do? So they called him and they said, listen, we heard you years ago. You're funny. You tell jokes very well. And people enjoy listening to you. So why don't we hire you and we pay you very well? He got to his wife and said, well, honey, I don't know what to do. That's the only job I find. She said, listen, go. We have to make a living. Just don't pray them. Give lecture. Maybe, you never know, maybe among them will be people who wake up. So he's about to sign the contract to them. They tell him, listen, we have to make a deal with you. You can say whatever you want in your lecture, but you cannot say the word Messiah. Because here, we don't believe in the coming of the Messiah and all this for us, it's already happened, blah, blah, blah. You know, those two. Okay. No word of Messiah, no word of Messiah. All right. So he started the lecture like that. He said, well, it was this <clears throat> wolf was very hungry and he's going around looking for something to eat. And he sees this the chicken or so the wolf jump on the tree. And the wolf, being smart, said to the chicken, chicken, come, come down. So why come down? You're gonna eat me. He said, No, you didn't hear the the Messiah is arrived. And we know it's written in Isaiah when Messiah is arrived. Uh, the wolf and the and the roof lamb, yeah. The wolf and the lamb will live together. So it will be no no bad negativity. We know that after the sin of Adam and Eve, the of knowledge, all the animals become vicious, all the animals become bad to one another. So the 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 the, the wolves look at the chickens and come down, come down. And he said, I'm not coming down, you're gonna eat. He said, No, the Messiah is here, everything is okay, come down. While the wolf tried to convince the chicken to come down. There's a group of dogs who can sniff that the wolf is around, start barking, whoa, 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 you know, like dog, uh, dogs are barking. And the wolf uh, 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 ran away. I think it was a fox, but we use the word wolf. The wolf right away. So after the dogs disappear, the, the wolf or the fox come back, say, chicken, come, come down. The chicken said, I just saw the dog chasing you and you running away. And you told me the Messiah is here. Say, no, no, forget those dogs. They don't believe in Messiah. That's how that rabbi started the lecture. What am I trying to tell you? I know it sounds like funny and it's come from uh, one of the Chachamim of Yosef, but the story is, is a deep meaning into it. The deep, the deep meaning about that story is that there is Emuna before good things happen with you. You gotta have emuna. You gotta have faith. You gotta have certainty if you want things to happen to you while you're going through the problem. That's what Svartamat is trying to tell us. When a person is looking for the internal meaning of everything, and they know that whatever they're going through in their life is ester, meaning it's concealment, then you don't care about the result. You don't care about the idea that things are not working. You don't care about the idea that you cannot change something in your life right now. You don't care that you're not happy right now. You don't care that you're not brave right now because you're dealing with the premium. You're dealing with your connection to the creator. 
You're not dealing with how the connection the creator will, will make you happy. Then it promised you to be redeemed from any problem in your life. So, so, so this is a very uh, important for that reason. If you remember this with Parasha, when Moses said to Hashem, to God, they will not believe in me. What Hashem answered to him, what is the stuff you had in your hand? And he make it like snake. And it becomes stuff again. What is Navo? What is Zanav? What is the tell? Tell it, it's on you, it's Achorayim. Zanav, like Elohim. Elohim, Achorayim is me, is going backward. So what does that mean? That everything in your life really has a premium of holiness. Everything in your life can make magic and miracle. The question, where are you in your mind? If you think with the hits on you, the external, you're right. Very difficult to change. Very difficult to make things better. Very difficult to be not depressed. Very difficult to, to be not poor. But if you're in the premiute, you're already connected. Everything is connected. Therefore, this parasha is giving us the power. This parasha is giving us the power to connect to primi, to connect to the internal. Very important that we remember it. And I hope some of you will share it uh, uh, with other people. And the Sfatimate continue. The Kfi Emunat, Kfi Emunat Adam, according to the fate of the individual, according to the certainty of the individual, Nidbarer Aemet, the truth come out. So we need to remember there is external part in our life and internal part. When you feel sad, when you feel the result that you want are not happening, and everybody around you kind of feel like they're cheating on you or they took from you, don't be busy with that. That's external. You might be right, but that's external. That will get you nowhere, even if you're right. But if you're dealing with the internal, where is my certainty? Where is my connection to the Creator at that moment? And that's what the portion of Exodus or the portion of Shemot is all about. And so when we talk about the exile of the Israelite in Egypt, it's not actually about the exile. What is exile? What is Egypt? Egypt is the master of Kitsonio, the master of external. For that reason, the Zohar, the Kabbalists are telling us that it's very important to connect to the premiere, to connect to the internal part of everything. And I'm going to continue. So I want to show you a few more things, and then I'm going to go Zohar, and then I'll let you go. It's kind of early in Israel, but I can't sleep. So I said, why not to give a lecture, right? Anyway. So what is the second thing that happened to Moses after the stuff? Libata Esh, the burning bush. What is the burning bush? What does it say? It says that the bush is surrounded by fire, but it's not been diminished. It stayed there. Again, external versus internal. And what does that mean? So the Galut, the Galut, Galut means exile. We are in exile now. Why we're in exile? Because we don't see connection to why, why we have to go through that. Some people have relationship issues. Some people have money issues, some people have disappointment issues, or all kind of issue. Galut, exile, exile. And that feeling of exile that we're tasting right now will last for eight weeks. If I'm not mistaken, let me see. Shov Avim, Tetzaveh, Petuma. I think eight weeks, yeah, eight weeks. Every, every year that you have two Adar, it's eight weeks. And in that eight week, you have a chance to correct within you your addiction to the external. For example, sex versus love. Love is internal. 
Sex is external. If you cannot control your sexuality, that's when you never connect to the internal. Can you love and have sex at the same time? First love. First love. If you cannot love first, then everything else is external. They say, What is the exile? You're dealing with the clothing, with the external. There's two types of people in this world. Spiritual and non-spiritual. That's it. Not two types of people, fast and slow. No, 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 no. Spiritual and non-spiritual. The non-spiritual people only deal with the external. That's it. Just external. It doesn't give us excuse not to keep off, take care of our look, not to take care of uh, perfume or, or I don't know what else, makeup. We still have to do that because flowers still have to smell good and look good to attract the bee, to fertilize the flower to continue, you know? So if we do it for the right reason, the external, but if we do it only external, that's called galut, that's called exile. So, you can make more of the world, take care of the world. If you don't know that there is a lot of Israel, take care of the world. So, a lot of time, some of us are not living in the place where we were born. It's how I'm born in Israel, but I live in Los Angeles. That's called physical exile. Spiritual exile is when you're far away from the Creator, wherever you are. There is people who live in Israel, which is supposed to be their country of during the most amount of light than it is. But they're in exile because they're not connected to the light of Israel. They connect to the falafel. They connect to the Baba Ganush. They don't connect to the essence of, 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 the, of Israel. So they are in Galut. They're in exile too. They're not in in, in Geulah, they're not in redemption. So, when a spiritual person arrives to a town, when a spiritual person arrives to a, a location, they create an opening for everybody. So everybody can, will be able to feel the plenitude of the Indian, the internal. It's not been diminished, it's, it's lost. Meaning, you need to remember that only in the external part, it looked like that. Yeah. So in Egypt, the Israelites didn't have any mitzvot, no preacher. That's why they were naked. They were like spiritually naked. Because the mitzvot, the, the, the preacher, okay? How many precepts you have? 613. 248 ligament or organ. And 365 nerve uh, or, uh, you have in your body. Together you have 613. So the mitzvot is not just a coincidence. The mitzvot is actually building your body. Building your body so you can connect from the entire body. Every nerve, every organ can connect to the premium of everything. To the internal of everything. Yeah. Let's, let's take a look. So to remember guys, Mashiach is come to Emunah. Internal coming by knowing that whatever you go to is just the exile. Yeah.
How do you get there? So he said there is three gifts that the Creator gave you. And it's a three gift that God gave the Israelite or the Jewish people after he gave them the Torah. He gave them Torah, the book of the Torah. He gave them Eretz Israel, Israel as we know it here, and the next world to come. But all of those three things has to come true, so has to come to pain. Because those three things connect to your action, your talk, and your thought. So all of us have first concealment in that area, and then we have to find the revealment. Let's say you want to study Torah. It's difficult sometimes. Those of you who try to study with Mitikunazo, it's a very difficult section. But you have to fight to understand it. Because not understanding it, that's your exile. Understanding it, that's the Geula. Eretz Israel, I don't need to tell you how difficult. Eretz Israel is considered Asiya, considered the action. The Torah is the talking. The next one to come is the machshava, is the thought. I mean, so when it say, so when it say that Moses, Moses is talking to God about the exile of the Israelites, it says, that their sorrow came all the way to God. God saw, First God heard, then God saw. Vaidashem, then God know. So it's three level two. Listening, to talking, seeing by the action, and then knowing with the thought. So what does that mean? That you always, when you spiritually, you have to do three things. You have to talk, you have to do, you have to meditate. Those are the three major things. I just want to show this and then I'm going to move to section of Zohar, then I'll let you go. Yeah. Make sure that I told you that. This is done on the spot, so I didn't do any preparation, which is good. It's good for me not to do any preparation. So it's there like this. I'm reading from Zohar, Fus Yashan Shmot Kaf. Moses, after he ran away from Egypt, when he said ran away, uh, uh, because they, they said that he was killed someone, there is meaning to it. The external story, because he killed the Egyptian and they heard about it, uh, that's the external story. But the really inner meaning of the story is much deeper than that. When Moses said, Now I knew what happened. What happened? So Rabbi Yudat Vibran, find that more straighten, explain that meaning now I know why spiritual people have to suffer. Because when you look at spiritual people, they, they're supposed to be okay. Why, why they have to go through a pain? It's because they need to work about one thing, respecting one another. When you meet five spiritual people in the same world, there is competition. Because what is a spiritual person? It can be a clown or it can be uh, a spiritual leader. Clown is very similar because you, it's a show, it's a, a stand-up comedy kind of thing. You know, you can use the Torah to be a stand-up comedian, or you can use the Torah and tell some jokes, but for the sake of the people. So it depends on where you come from. So for that reason, you know, you gotta get 
yourself into the pneud, in the internal of understanding the Torah and connect to it through the pneud. But anyway, let's go back to the song. So Moses was uh, running away from Egypt. I told you the meaning of it, running away from the killing. Running away pneud is because uh, he realized that there's no unity among the spiritual people. And it's like that. The Zohar mentioned a different section from some. Hashem God is my shepherd. Okay? It's from Tilim, from Psalm uh, uh, 23. What does that mean, God is my shepherd? That the shepherd is leading the herd and he takes them to good food, whether it's water, whether it's green, and he does it right. Same thing, God is leading us into always better places. The shepherd is doing things with justice. Okay? What does it mean with justice? To make sure the people will not steal. Will be, it teaches people to be honest. And you have this little stick in his hand that will not go right or left. Same thing with God, who's leading us into good places. And all the time, the stuff is in his hand that will not go right and left. And different things say this all. When Moses was a shepherd, you need to know, Sir Rabbi Yossi, about Moses. When the shepherd is wise to manage his herd, then he's willing to receive by God the ability of kingdom to lead his people into the right kingdom. But if the shepherd is you do it dumb or stupid, okay? And you bring it from Mishle, Kabab. You bring it from the book of King Solomon, Mishle, 26, verse 12. So there is, there is no, nothing happened there. Moses was wise. And he knew how to take care of his sheep and cows and the earth. Bore with David. Come and learn something from King David. Also King David was a shepherd. And we learned from here that King David was very wise. And he did exactly like after Moses with the, with the sheep and the cow. That's why God made him the king. Why sheep and not cows? Why they mention only sheep, not cow? Because the Israelite always God called them my sheep. It's from Ezekiel. Well, why mention us as sheep, the Israelite? Because the amount of sacrifice that you do for your spirituality. What is the sheep used to use in the old day for sacrifice? What are you doing to sacrifice for spirituality? Because we all can study, we all can read. But what's difficult for you? What's difficult for you to do? Same thing, the leader that lead Israel, because of that, is going to Olam Abba. And the one who is the shepherd, so if you deal with those of you who ever work as a farmer with sheep and cow, and they give birth, he take the baby in his hand so they will not get hurt. 
and then he takes them to their mother and he have mercy on them. The same thing as a leader of the Israelite need to be, only with mercy, never with cool. And that's what Moses said to God. You asking me to carry my nation, the Israelite, in my arm. That's why you keep asking God. When a shepherd is good, he saves everybody from the wolf, from the lion. That's the same way how the leader of in the Israelite has to do. So he has to save people from the idol worshiping, from the other nation, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, to save them from the judgment below and above, and guide them into the world to, to come. That's what Moses Moses did, you know, with his sheep and cow, but that's what Moses did with the people of Israel. Now, I start with something and I want to end up with something as well. You know, why is the Zohar mentioned so much about sexuality in these eight weeks? And I'll do the best I can to explain it. Not that I'm pure or perfect to read it to you, but I'm happy to be awake and I'm happening to have the section in front of me, so why not sharing it? That's where I come from. I'm reading from Zohar, Trusia Sham Gimel, Mood Gimel. Tlatainun de Dachen Shkinta Me'alma. Tlatain in Aramik mean three. Like in Arabic, Arabic and Aramic are similar. Talata, Tlata, Tlata is Aramic, it's not even. Tlatainu de Dachin Shkinta Me'alma. Three that pushed away the Shekhinah. They come into the Kutcha Barichu, Lova Ba'alma. Three of those people also caused God not to come close to us and help us. And people are screaming and yelling and praying, and nobody hears their prayer, nobody hears their voice. Who are those people? A man who sleeps with a woman in the period time, in the time of a period, and I am not going to go to the old details before, after, there is all details, you can read it yourself. I'm not going to teach you the law of that. Okay? Begin lead themselves. Nothing is more dangerous than the time of the Nida, the time of the uh, woman getting her period. Of course, if you want to know why, what's the inner meaning of it, the Nida, the, the time of the period, woman feeling it, that she's going to negative time, she's emotionally disturbed by that, but it's more than that. At that time, it's when Eve connected the snake. So in every woman has the DNA of Eve within her. So the period is a memory, that leftover memory from the scene of Adam and Eve. So women can handle that because that's how they need to do tshuva. That's how they need to do repentance. But a man cannot handle it because a man was not there with the snake. The woman was there. So stay away. Nothing is more uh, uh, can make you impure. Whoever gets closer, fall into that negativity. Not women, only men. And wherever they go, the Shekhinah 
leave them. The, the Shekhinah, the, the, the God doesn't want to be them. ולא עוד, not only that, דגמי מרים בישין על גרמי ולעודה רדיולי. Not only that, when they give birth, if somehow they give birth in the time of the period, without going to details, how it exactly work, and the woman get pregnant, the child born with some issues. When a man gets close to a woman who has period, the impure time from the time of the stake jump on him. And it's in his organ. And the sperm that is given birth to is actually as the impure system. And all his life, that kid would be impure. All his life. He needs a tough tikkun to correct him. Tough tikkun. Whoever also sleep, make love to a non-spiritual woman. What is a non-spiritual woman? But El Necha. A woman who believes in idol worshiping. If there is a woman who believes in something else than one creator, one God, that's called idol worshiping. You cannot believe in people. You cannot believe why a Jew allowed to pray in a mosque but not allowed to pray in a church. What's the difference? Because church believes in Jesus to be God or the Son of God. And it's against the what we call the Jewish religion. Jewish religion is one God. The people are always going to mistake. That's why in the Jewish Bible, they mention Moses' mistake. They mention Abraham's mistake, Jacob's mistake. If you don't mention a leader of spirituality mistake, then something's wrong with the story. Because only God is perfect. Human are not perfect. But when you study about Buddha and Jesus and all those stars out there, all the baseball cards give, you know, they're perfect. That's not good. They only suffer. That's a victim mentality. No, it doesn't work like that. So it's making sure that understanding what it says, Bat El Nechav. What is Bat El Nechav? A woman that believe in idol, believe in external, believe in external. You know, believe in external, don't believe in internal. And those are the second type of people that are far away from spirituality. And for that reason, you know, in the, in the golden calf, what was the main scene? Not just the golden calf, not just that they built an idol, idol there, it was a party there, you know? And the party that took place around there was sexuality with what, women that are not connecting to one God. Why does it say sexuality with men? Because women has more the power of controlling sex than men. If women uh, would be able to kind of maintain the power, not to create that energy, then a man will not fall because a man considers spirituality weaker than a woman. A woman considers the leader. I mean, men don't like to hear it. I'm a man, I'm telling you this. A woman considers the leader, and the man is actually the servant or the follower. I don't tell it to a man, they don't like to hear it. But just to remember, so if a woman want men to be controlled their sexuality, you know, it's only from a woman's side. The men cannot do a lot. <clears throat> so the circumcision or the sexual organ is to control the man. And whoever watched that thing, meaning is keeping it, that he doesn't go with women who are not spiritual, he doesn't go with women or in the area of the Nidal, the area of the period, 
then is protect is protect from negativity that might need to happen. And whoever lie in this thing also create no more boundary that that a lot of things come again. So there is three type of people: nida, el nechar, and shvichat zera batala, and wasting the sperm. Wasting the sperm, nida. I mean, when a woman is in the area of the time of period, and el nechar, and a woman who are not believing in the concept of one God. There is one more section. I know you gotta go, everybody. Kind of earlier in Israel. What time is it? 5.48 here. Yeah. Can't sleep. I'm going to share some Torah when you can sleep. At least I can do something with my time. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I, I spoke already for too long. I spoke already that Debbie. I woke up Debbie just now. So just uh, good news for everybody. And remember, uh, connect to the internal as much as you can this week. And uh, uh, don't forget to send me your prayer. What you want to pray for while I'm here in Eretz Israel. Uh, here it's very windy, a lot of rain. And uh, uh, please pray for my mom. Pray for all the people that I'm praying for. And uh, let's let's create some miracle and let's let's finish it. Let's just bring the Messiah and finish it. I need you, and we need each other. And uh, all what we gotta do is to help each other to connect to the internal. And if we don't connect to the internal, uh, unfortunately, the external would want to win. And if the external win, that's when we're staying in exile. What do we need to do? To believe. To believe it's possible. It doesn't mean we deserve it, but to believe it's possible. Thank you for listening to me in LA, in New York, or Florida, or England, or wherever you are. And in Israel, they're just waking up now. So let's wish them a wonderful morning here in Eretz Israel and all the best. Thank you.